ongoing basis and starting to learn behind the scenes scenarios. Yeah. Okay. That you either learn from a previous potential transaction, you learn from overhearing because you're in the development all the time that they're never going to share with you, but the agent knows. Yeah. And so you can use that to help negotiate for your client because you you heard something two and a half weeks ago right. that's really going to help your client today. No doubt. And different builders and different subdivisions have different incentives and different levels of cooperation and different levels of, of, of flexibility, I'll say. Right. And so you need to know. And, and we have insights. Like Mark said, we have insights. You know, of late, we're doing a lot of new homes. I mean, it's a big part of it's, our market. It's a very strong segment of the marketplace because they've got the inventory, right? The resale yeah. homes, that inventory has shrunk, shrunk dramatically. For all the various reasons we've discussed in other shows and this sort of thing. But new homes continue to just crank them out, yeah. but not at a level that overwhelms the marketplace, right? Right. They're, they're feet dripping it into the marketplace is the way I'd describe it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that as a realtor, when I'm working with a client, I can, I can say and ask questions that they may be reluctant to or un, unwilling to. They sure. may be afraid to ask. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that happens a lot. Do I pay more if I bring a realtor to new construction? Yeah. Uh, no, you don't. Do I pay less if I don't bring a realtor? No, you don't. And that's, mm. and that's, there's, a, there's one of those things that people often think, of, well, if I bring you, it's going to cost me more money. No, it doesn't. It, right. It doesn't. Yeah, uh, it's already baked in. Yeah. Th- they just look at percentage wise. We did a certain percentage with the realtor and certain percentage out. They've already had that baked in to, to the deal. Right. You know, one of the things that's always been my frustration is the illusion of incentives yeah. oh. where you're given <laughs> incentives and truthfully, it's not an incentive. Mm-hmm. And not only sometimes, you know, you feel, well, I'm getting this break. And so even if I'm paying a little it's bit not more, charity. Here, it's I'm, not a gift. No, it's not a gift in any way, shape or form. And most of the time there's additional profit for the builder. Be, and you think it's a win getting that incentive, but right. if you didn't get that incentive, did something on your own, you'd save more money by not having the incentive. Indeed, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that they're it's it. Look, they're they're a profit making venture. They're not they're of not course, they're correct. not they're yeah. not there to give stuff away. Um, and, and and like I said, there's different there's different points of of a community's development where you have different a little more leverage or less as we talked about before, and sure. so the incentives change. And so yeah, that's I like, what happens. I, I like sure. that. I had not thought about it as much as far as points of entry into new construction and when, yeah. when you're more opportune versus less. Yeah. You know, there was an article in the, in the RJ this past week uh, by Patrick Blenner has it, and, and I, I won't even bring it up, but, but what, it, what it said was... Don't that, dignify it. No. Yeah. <laughs> what it said was the headline was basically that, that the, that the uh, construction costs are going to have a dramatic impact on, on, on new home construction, mm-hmm. and we're going to see, you know, there's a, there's a headwind in, in our way. I just don't see it. I mean, I just think what, that there's did, gonna, he, did he point to any particular aspect that's going to cause the increase in construction costs? Well, he, he, uh, mainly labor. It's mainly labor, okay. a labor issue, but there's also some, uh, some elements of, of uh, the materials, but mostly it's labor. He feels mm. uh, the, the word he's getting is that the labor pool is so tight, it's difficult, you have to pay more money for labor. Sure. Uh, and then some material costs have gone up again, not quite as high as they were during the pandemic when we had that, those yeah, issues I mean, then. I see that in the inflation numbers. Like the rate of increase is, is dramatically slowing. Yep. Yeah. Um, still going up, yeah. but much less quickly. And I think that, uh, like, when we talk about Southern Nevada, you know, the, 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 the rate of development here is, is, is good. It's strong. It's not good enough, though. Right. We, we really don't have enough houses right now. I, I agree with that. I, we're, not, we're not building enough to keep up with the rate of growth. Right. Yeah. But I also say, you know, my, 
and I don't have the, the, the data behind this, but my perception is, is that we have a healthy construction environment. We have a large amount of construction workers who live here or are not going to Idaho to build stuff temporarily, right? We have a constant construction market in, in the Las Vegas and Nevada market. Would you, would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, when I, I and I'm pulling up his article right now just to sh- say that, you know, and the headline is the thing that kind of always catches me. Headwinds ahead, market downturn looms in Vegas amid rising construction costs. You know, it's just, I just don't see it. I mean, there's, there's going to be... Rising costs is only one half of it. If incomes rise... Right. Then rising costs are less impactful. Yeah, and think about the what the union has done to all those people down on the strip. That's a lot of people. Sure, that just got a nice raise. Teachers just got Tens a nice of raise. Thousands, right? I mean, you know, yeah. it's all go. It's, we're seeing it all go up a bit. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, guys, we're coming up on a quick break. Uh, we're going to run a few commercials and come back. I, we got so much more to talk about, guys. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Did we get far enough on that? I think we can go a little further, but um, yeah, I think we can go a little bit further. I, we could talk. Well, let's see. Let me think about that in terms of um, how like I, you know, I'd be curious to hear your take on that negotiation conversation, which is okay. The builder says here's their their base price, and then I can add on stuff. And how does that sequence actually work? When does that negotiation happen? Is it prior to me picking out all the little upgrades that I want? Or do I discover that after they figure out, okay, he's spending $40,000 in upgrades. Yeah, we'll give him ten grand off on that because of how much he's doing. And, yeah, not, you know. not really. No, it's usually all, all from the outset. Uh, and here's the thing here, you, we, we should talk about is the idea that the reason, the reason, one of the reasons you have a realtor involved in a real estate transaction on a resale is, is, the, is to insulate you from direct access to the other side. It's that, yeah. it's that buffer. So we can, I can negotiate with the other agent and we can talk. The same thing happens in a new home buy and a new home build when you're purchasing a new home. Having someone in between brings more opportunity for negotiation in my mind. That's one of the reasons we're there, and we're there to bring knowledge and strength uh, and, and be able to push whatever leverage buttons we can to help our buyer get the best possible deal. And that's where, because we don't cost any more money, why would you not want us there? Uh, so I think that sure. I want to step into that maybe a little bit, the idea that, yeah, you want us involved uh, – you should want us involved in a resale. You should also want us involved in a new because we offer that opportunity to do negotiating on your behalf. It's worth mentioning, I think, in that the the rules of the game, which is if you go and see the construction without the realtor, you don't get to add them in afterwards generally. Right. right. Yeah. You, it, you have to be there first time you're visiting right. that property. Right. right. Yeah, you first time you sign threshold. your name on any, right. any piece of paper. Good. Let's do that. Um, Let's do that's that. the time when you have to have your agent with you. What's your animal lesson number? Five five two five nine six. Write that down, everybody. These are my friends out there watching. Is that who they is? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Segment two. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. You ever have a question or an idea for the program? Please call or text me at seven zero two two zero three one one six five. Again, that's seven zero two. Two zero three one one six five. With me now in studio, we have John Ingram from uh, Prosperity Home Mortgage, and we also have Mark Stark here. Mm-hmm. Guys, we were talking about new home purchases and getting a real estate in- yeah. agent involved. First thing I want to mention to everyone, and I think it's an important factor: you need to have us with you from the outset uh, in, yeah, in I new want home. To hear about this, in the, new the home deal. Yeah, builders don't like you bring this to the table later. They want to know that we're involved and we're part of the reason you're there. They want to believe that we're part of the reason you're there. So we brought you to to them, right. and that's how we earn our commission. And that way you don't have to pay us a commission. The builder will pay us 
All right, but, so what are you telling me there? It, uh, tell me what you're telling me. Don't let let contact your agent before you go visit. Okay. As a matter of fact, contact your agent before you even sign up online. Sometimes mm. some of the builders, if you've signed up online, sometimes they're going to hold sure. that and basically, I'm sorry, you can't bring a realtor. And you know, for the most part, builders don't. It's not like they don't want us involved in a transaction. They lo- a lot of builders love having a realtor on the other side of the transaction sure. to help the buyer understand the nature of the process. Because that's part of the education that we provide is that, hey, we've been through this before. You right. haven't. Let me help you through it so you'll understand. And when you look at those contracts that builders have, they're not quite as buyer-friendly <laughs> as not the Sorry. residential purchase I agreement. call them completely one-sided uh, <laughs> to yeah. their benefit. Because yeah. their attorneys are the ones that drew, drew those up, and they right. drew them up in favor. Unlike any other like resale real estate where there's a common contract everybody uses, exactly. builders have their own that they've created. I think they've seen each other's, and they kind of cheat. Yeah, but, right, right. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah. they're but they're very seller centric. Okay, um, so if I'm interested, as soon as I know I'm become interested in new construction, I should a let my realtor know if I have one. Right. B, if I don't have one, I might want to interview some and, and maybe choose one. Right. So that they can bring their expertise. And the idea being, I as a as a casual person may do a home transaction once every ten years or even longer, whereas you might touch hundreds in a year. Right, yep. so yep. your experience becomes the thing that I'm hiring you for. Right, two, yeah. Two Sorry, other Mark. points to that is one, you know, no buyer should assume that they have the control to make the decision after the fact. You know, oh, yeah. based on being online, based on crossing the builder threshold, you might say, you know what, I think I want to bring in my realtor now. We won't compensate them. Right, they can come in. Right, but now they you... won't be compensated now. We're not allowed to right. go in there. Right. And so you're on your own. Right. And, and you don't have a choice to go, no, but I really want my realtor. Some will not do that. Well, That's the only point policy. of leverage I have is that I won't buy your house. That's the only leverage they'll accept. And, and here's right? an important element to that, John. Once you've signed that contract and say the value, you have a three-day right of rescission on a new home purchase. But after that... There's no contingencies. Right. You can't, Correct. you cannot all of a sudden, well, I changed my mind, give me my money back. Mm-hmm. No, you're likely going to lose your deposit, whatever yeah. that was. And they ask for a lot of deposits. They typically. do. They, they're significant. <laughs> well, look at when the market heated up and you had people who put uh, deposits down, signed the contract, locked in, and then later the builder just said, nope, we're reselling the house. The price has gone up. Yeah. And you're like, well, you can't do that. Well, but they were on their own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, if that there's the leverage of having a quality brokerage behind you because it's like now you're not only risking that one sale, right? That if this is how you're going to treat us, yeah, okay. But if you're alone, Mr. And Mrs. Johnson, yeah, we know we're blowing you out of the water, but yeah, you're not coming back to us, so yeah. don't worry about I, it. I, I can risk pissing you off because you're just one person, exactly. But, but you do not want to piss off Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Don't want to do that. Let's go. not do that. Yeah. Let's not do that for sure. As a builder, the other thing, the other element of that is, is that you know, the, one of the reasons agents are involved in real estate in the first place is to offer a cushion, a buffer between the parties, mm. and that's an important element that we provide. In a resale, and we should provide the same element in a new home purchase. You know, it's easier for me to negotiate for some people who are uncomfortable or unwilling or unable or just not knowledgeable enough to know how to negotiate a transaction in a new home. And and we have that experience. And so bringing bringing us along will more than likely save you a significant amount of money as a buyer of a new home. Uh, So I, I like to point that out as well. I think it's important to understand that new home purchases, although they're from a company to an individual, mm-hmm. there's still two parties negotiating. Well, and then that goes to, like you were talking about the contract piece, 
that's where you need to have your guard even higher up. Right. right. You are negotiating against a professional corporate entity, does billions of dollars in business. Right. You need to understand the details of those contracts. Yeah. One of the common clauses in a new home build is, is that, I don't know if buyers realize this, but that builder has like three years to complete your home. It's <laughs> right. in the contract. Like, yeah, they don't guarantee a completion date. They, they, they're they, at least they're not responsible for it. And, that, and that's mainly for other markets due to weather or, or natural yeah. disaster or yeah. other issues that might come up. So they don't come up that often here in Nevada. But you need to know that's a possibility. They, mm-hmm. they, they say, yeah, we think we're going to deliver it to you in May. And you end up getting it in October. Right. Because they have that window, and they and you, there's nothing you can do to stop there's that. There's no penalty clause. Or there's nothing there. Well, and it happened when there was a labor shortage. It did. And they had real challenges, but people were just sitting there. Well, you, you said, yeah. I have to be in by this house. Yeah. We have three years to build your house. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, they, so, so, again, that's the idea that the, their contracts are, again, much more seller-friendly. Yeah. than our normal uh, residential purchase agreement that we use uh, for resale properties. Got it. So you need to know about and But here's the thing. I don't want that to scare you as a buyer. I want to, because I've seen these contracts enough. I've done enough new home sales. We say, and you're reading say, wait, you're, you're not going to finish my home for three years? Well, no, no, no. We, we have that window. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But no, no, we're going to finish it. Well, we, have a, we have an incentive to finish it in a timely manner. We want to get paid. Sure. Mm-hmm. But keep this in mind. Even if it is, let, let's just say for this example, it's a non-negotiable item because it's in every contract. And let's say, you know what, they're a national company and they don't make a change to this. At least you understand your situation. And now you didn't make decision A and B because you know what, just in case, yeah. I'm not doing A and B. I'm going to hang out on that because I've got time right. instead of, oh, I'm just moving forward because let's see, I'm in in four months, I'll be good. Right. And, and, and it may not be. So you, when, when you have the information, you can make better decisions going forward that affect a lot of things separate from just the purchase of that home. Yeah. Outstanding mm-hmm. comment. You know, perfect, perfectly uh, stated. I think for me, one of the other, you know one of the other elements in a new in a new home purchase, it, and when we talk about the timelines and the and the favorability to the seller, I, I think it's just important to know that the the historical background of that is that that because new homes have have always been treated slightly different, you know, from a buyer's perspective, and and there are certain buyers who, who will only buy new. They they have a sure. they have a prejudice, understandable, you know, for whatever reason. They, yeah. they, they they say I don't want to live in a house somebody else has lived in. Um, but for that reason, and, and that reason alone, you're paying a bit of a premium for that new home over a resale property. Yeah. And, and that premium adjusts over time. And right now, it's pretty significant. Yeah, you're paying top dollar for yeah. the real estate yeah. in, in that case. Right? Yeah. That's the way I think about it. Yeah. So, I, you know, whenever I meet with a buyer who says they want to buy new, I'm happy to help them. I want to help them with new. But I don't want them to rule out resale necessarily. Maybe just look at a couple. And they mm-hmm. might say, yeah, I've seen that. Okay, great. I really want the new home. Okay, fine. Now, we, But at least we've... Sure. I always said buying is a process of elimination. So let's let's eliminate that. Maybe you've already, you said hard. No, I don't even want. I'm not looking at resale. Okay, got it. Right. But, but I might say you know there's a house that was built two years ago that hasn't been lived in yet that you might be able to save a significant amount of money that we found in in multiple lists. Let's just take a peek at it and then right. let's just rule it out. It's just a little bit of time, and then if you may find out, hey, that's. This is perfect, and it's already done, and it already has the backyard landscaping. It already has the mm-hmm. new treatments. It already has some things builders don't always include, and it's done, and I'm going to get it for $60,000 less. Yeah, and think, listen, vice versa. There are people who start the buying process who say, I don't want to buy a new home. Right. That's not what I want. I just want to get a resale, and works the same way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
It's a great point, Mark. Yeah, because so, so I never want to rule out either. Sometimes people call and say, Harv, I, want, I just want to look at foreclosures. Oh, okay. I get that. I, I hear you. You think you're going to get a great deal on a foreclosure, and you might. Sure. But then again, you might not. You might get a right. better deal from a regular seller. <laughs> right. So let's not rule anything out. Let's take a look at a variety of things. And so, so going new or resale, going foreclosure or just a regular old sale, I like to make sure that the, each buyer who looks who's looking for a home has all those options in front of them, doesn't rule anything out ahead mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just education. It's just teaching them, right? Hey, guys, we're coming up on another break. We're at the bottom of the hour here. We're going to run some commercials, and then we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk about myths. We're going to bust some myths, John. Is that right? Yeah, I, you better be busting some myths, because I'm going to be asking about some myths. So we're, so we're, we're going to do that. So, guys, stay tuned. We'll, yeah. we'll be back in just a minute. And I remember... Oh, well, good. I got it. We, we were talking agent production because, remember, we were talking about, you said it's not only consumer, we also, you were talking yeah. to Harvey, and Harvey said, well, we really, we have agents listening as well. We right? do. So one of my pet peeves, and I thought would be a good time to bring this up, is when when the market adjusts, agents tend to see a market adjustment as a direct effect to them. Mm. And... of the agents in the business don't do enough closings for any market change Mm -hmm. to affect them. If the market drops 50%, it hasn't affected you because you did 18 deals last year. For you to get to 20, I don't care what happens in the market. (laughs) You can always do that. It may be a little more difficult. You have to zig instead of zag. Right. But you can hit 20 deals. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that for sure. That would be good. And we we should talk about Stark Gundam a little bit. That's fine. You know, uh, give you you a... This is public outline. Huh? You're being recorded and stuff, just so you know. So say only what you want the world to know. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. No, um... My partner, mm-hmm. okay, Andrew, uh, who's a rock star in Baltimore, right, um, is really ramping up and really want to focus on the Baltimore business. He's building his team. He's doing that. Right. So he's not going to have the time to really continue investing in this. And it, listen, anything that's new, I'm in a different situation now. Right. I have plenty of time. Right. Besides if I'm watching tennis around the world. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, separate okay. from that. So, okay. yeah, we all don't right. have to talk about it. Okay, that's fine. So, um, all right, let's talk about... Let's just, I think my topic's better, everybody. Just want to say let's that. Just be a, right. <laughs> what topic is yours? <laughs> the myths and stuff that he already promoted. Right. Oh, do different. we have two more segments? No, I think we have one more, right? No, we have we have two more. Oh, then we can, can get to both. Yeah. We oh, don't appreciate so hurt. it. Jesus. I appreciate it. Yeah, we've got we've got two more segments. So we're going to yeah. do all yours right. now, and then we're going to go back to Mark. I everybody, we're going to do two I more I got a myth for you. Do you, do, uh, you know, is it true uh, you should trust your lender? I say nay-nay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this from a guy who only pays cash. All righty. Very good point. Uh, Very good point. There we go. go. All right. Segment three. Here we go. Segment three. Don't hit the TV, sir. Sorry. (laughs) Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. You ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's... 702-203-1165. I don't know if anybody understood that, John. But anyway, uh, with me now in studio, we have John Ingram. That was John Ingram. We also that's have like Mark Stark here. understand Vanna White when they turn the letters and stuff. They understand. Yeah, I think they're looking for someone to do that now, John. I don't know if you're available. I'm uh, in a 
little bad shape for that. Okay, uh, all right. Well, let's do. Let's right. do I, I want to talk about busting some myths about uh, about uh, buying a home or about, about borrowing money or, or right. getting involved Bust with your a move. Home. Let's see. Let's, it. let's 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 talk about some myths that are out there because I think that they become even more prominent when the when the market gets tight and interest rates rise. Everybody, right. As everybody's fears like, rise, oh, I can't sure, do it. You know, sure. I, can't. Yeah. I don't want people out there. Part of the reason we do this show is to make sure people understand you could buy a home. There's always right. a way. I mean, let's figure it out. Yeah. yeah, it may not be immediately, but yeah. eventually you can buy a home. Okay, let's start with the first one. The first one is I just kind of talked about that. I need to have a lot of money, at least twenty percent down, right, John? I got to have at least twenty percent down. Too many people believe that it is not true. You do not need to save up twenty percent in order to become a homeowner. There are programs VA that do zero down. There's down payment assistance that could potentially fund your entire down payment. There's FHA at three and a half percent. There's conventional with 3% down. So there are lots of small down payment loans. And I would strongly sort of disagree with the the pundits out there in the world who say you should only buy a house if you can do a large down. That's the only way it makes oh, sense. So yeah. Right. I disagree with that entirely. Yeah. The sooner you can become a homeowner, the better off you're going to be. Absolutely. Start that clock ticking on homeowners exactly as soon right. as you possibly can in life. Absolutely. Buy and then wait. Couldn't I, I couldn't agree more. Well, let's talk about that. The average price of a home right now, um, a single family home, is four hundred fifty thousand right, dollars. Right. So if we had to go up three and a half percent of that, that's uh, thirteen. That's about fifteen thousand dollars. Sure. So I need fifteen thousand dollars for my down payment, and then I'll need another maybe three percent, unless unless the seller's willing to help me. Yeah. Unless you have a negotiation, there yeah. are there are options with closing costs. <laughs> well, let's say I need about fifteen thousand dollars to buy a, a four hundred fifty thousand dollars home. Right. Guys, that's that, there's the numbers. It's not. This is not percentages. This is not pretend. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. Okay, right. and if you have fifteen thousand dollars saved somewhere, and you, and then the next question is, but I need to have a really great credit score, don't I, John? I have to have That's, a perfect credit. There are way more options than just for those with great credit, right? So, if people out there thinking I need to have a seven or an eight hundred credit score, this sort of thing, that is not the requirement. Okay, there are loans. I would tell you, reasonable loans in our marketplace going down to credit scores as low as five eighty. Wow. So while it's not ideal, you're probably going to pay a little more, but the loan does exist. Okay, excellent. So I have to be at my, but I, but the work uh, where I am, my job, I have to be there at least two years to. to you don't buy. need to be on your job for two years. That's like oh, a, that's a mistake there. Huh. You can um, be on your job for maybe as little as a month potentially, but it, what the loans are really wanting is that you have a consistent work history, consistent earnings history. That's right. what we're looking for. It's not about how long you've necessarily been on this particular job. Mark, I have to sell my home to buy a home, don't I? I have to I have to sell my home before I can buy one. Not Another myth. Another myth. It is yeah. a myth, Mark. You're right. It is. He a said myth. it with such confidence. Right? No, well, there is. There's so many options with that, and uh, you know it, what you guys are talking about. All these different myths that are out there is the sad part of it is is people are making decisions based on this misinformation, yep. and you. That's like number eight on that list, I think. Oh, okay. What is that exact point? Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, read us. Read us. What is number is eight? There? Sorry, is, uh, I'm I'm a first time homeowner, so the rules must be different for me. Oh, it was an eight. No. <laughs> Anytime a person is it seven. Says that, oh, okay. oh, yeah. It's Anytime a person seven. says I can't buy a home because of something, uh, but they never talk to an expert. Right. The idea of people out there self disqualifying is the largest mistake. Yeah. The single largest mistake right. to where you think you know all the possibilities that exist in the world without being in this business, without being yeah. a mortgage expert, yeah. and you're going to self disqualify yourself. Yep. Right. And please don't, li- and again, I don't mean this in a, in a mean way, but don't listen to a friend's story <laughs> yeah. and assume it's got the same ingredients yeah. that you had that affected, oh, Lord. that would affect you specifically. So, so again, you, you're making these 
very important decisions that can affect you long term with with inaccurate information or not enough. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I would challenge people out there who who just ah, it's just easy to rent. Okay, that's fine. It is easy, but you're not going to get very far just renting through life. Yeah, you got to buy a home. There, there are there are hurdles to overcome in the renting world, and you being a property manager can speak. We know. You know I mean, rents always go up, guys. Yeah. Your mortgage payment won't. Yeah. You know, so there's one thing. That's one of the larger value propositions is that you can lock down and fix yep. your housing expense. For the next 30 years. Yep. That's right. Um, if, if a veteran's using a VA loan, they, they don't need any money ever. I hear this a lot, and it's especially with the, like the older veterans who've never used their benefit before. Right. Is they, they'll come to me and say, John, I'd like to buy a house. I, I have my VA benefit, so I don't need any money. Right. And the reality is, is that's not that's not exactly right. It's possible, but not right. not likely. It's true that the the program itself allows you to do zero down, right. assuming you qualify and meet the criteria. But there are still costs that have to be paid. And even more fundamentally than that, it is <clears throat> normal and standard practice in our industry where you need to put a deposit down in good faith right. for the seller to take you seriously. Right? It's called an earnest money deposit. Yep. Nobody can give you that. Like, I, there's no loan that loans you that money. You need to have that yeah. money. Yeah, the lender might like not yeah. like the idea that you borrowed the earnest money. <laughs> yeah, that's not so good. But yeah, not so good. Um, but then there are still closing costs. The right. VA does not pay your closing costs. It doesn't require um, you to to be to have those costs paid for you by someone else. There are no requirements about that. So potentially, right. you are coming out of pocket with some closing costs um, when you're buying a house using your VA loan. So if somebody already met with a lender, not not VA, but any kind of a loan, they went, okay. they went with a lender, they, they laid out a bunch of paperwork in front of the lender, and the lender said, yeah, no, you can't buy. Sorry, you don't qualify. Oh, yeah. They're done. That, that's over. They can never buy a home ever again. Yeah, right. Um, this is, this is um, a, a mistake that yeah. people can make, and it's really a myth. Don't expect um, to have one opinion be the holy grail for you right. and be the exact right answer and be be uh, considering everything is absolutely possible underneath the sun in this universe, right? Um, getting a second opinion is extremely valuable, especially in my world where the mortgage industry has advanced in, you know, in its technology where people, it's almost treated like a light switch. Yes, yeah. you qualify. No, you don't. Right. And it leaves out all the subtlety of, yes, you qualify for what you're asking for if you do X and Y. That's, so, that's really valuable. The important, thing, the important thing that I want everyone to take away from that, if you don't qualify right now with that particular lender, you might qualify now with another lender. There's a possibility. Sure. But there's also the very likely possibility you can qualify some time from now, three months, six months, nine months, a year from now, if you do certain things to, to correct whatever Yeah, what, what I tell my clients is nobody is a no forever. That's it. It's a yes when and a yes if. Right. That's the way the pathway works, right? Yep. Um, everybody can get there. It's just a matter of what your path is. And, and the really one of the more valuable things to us as human beings is, once you have the plan, once you can see the path, it is far more likely that you're going to reach your goal. Yeah. If you don't know the steps and you don't break it down into steps to how to get where you want to be, you'll never get there. Yeah. Uh, I do have to give Mr. Ingram a kudos. It kills me. Oh, geez. It kills me. Um, but <laughs> yeah. the other piece I think that you left out on this same aspect is, you know, the expertise of the loan officer changes the questions that they will ask or the way that they view the file. 
And so now where Mm -hmm. an inexperienced loan officer takes those three items, because really that's all they ever look at, those three items. Right, right. And nope, can't qualify. Whereas I've seen John do this numerous times is where he'll look and he's asking himself the tough questions. Okay, what about if we structure it like this or we use this program with this change? Right. Because he has that expertise, and he's one of the few lenders that I know that reads everything. <laughs> FHA comes out with a new rule. Yeah. He actually reads yeah. everything yep. Makes coming me very out. popular with the ladies. Yes, yes it does. Yes, <laughs> yes it does. Um, no, but it really changes uh, you know, that the way you look at that file, and it changes the opportunity for that purchaser to be able to get it versus not getting it. Thank I love you. that comment. Yeah. It's it's true. I mean, I, and you know, we've had John on the John's been on the show for like what seventy five years now. He's been, it he's feels been, that way. So I mean, we, the reason he's here is because he does a good job. He takes care, and we send our business to John quite often. People have a choice. There's a variety of lenders out there, but we we think that John he bring, that experience just like myself. I would tell you that real experience in real estate as a realtor yeah. helps the client. It's it's to your benefit to have somebody who knows what they're doing, knows all, all the right. variety of things that are happening. Guys, we're coming up on a, a, another break. We have one more segment to go and so much more to talk about. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. Good. We got we covered them. Yeah. We did. Good. So now we'll talk about Okay, so how do we want to frame it? Yeah, how are we going to connect a, to agent? It? Okay, so agent production. So say yeah, I would start it off like, look, you know, over the last uh, and you could broaden it out year. to just say, like business, um, business people in general have to have, have this thought process, not just real estate. Well, but I'm going to I'm going to actually say I know that a lot of realtors listen to the program, and I think this is an important factor that we need to understand. And Mark right. can bring some insight into cool. that. That's the way I want to do cool. it. I'm, I'm going to go. We're going to talk to the realtors because they're listening okay. to the show. They do a lot of realtors listening. So I, you know. They, they comment when they see my name on a card. They say, oh, you're, are you the guy on the radio? I, I hear it when we're doing transactions. So I know that well, they're out there listening. Thanks for watching, everybody. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. All right. <clears throat> it's getting warm in here again, Carly. I was telling, look, it's on 77. I'm going to turn there. Okay. Well, yeah, because if we, yeah. Yeah. So the thermostat, this, you know. They messed up big time. New the buildings. The thermostat's always an issue. It's always an issue. And that's why we... Of where they put it? Yeah, it's in here. And this thermostat controls that whole row. And I get sun, so it gets to be like... Yeah, eight. with two windows, you... you oh, we're getting hot. Yeah. So we turn it down, so they freeze. And then, it's funny, she has a thermostat in her office that doesn't control they'll her add, office. You need to tell them. They'll yeah, add they got to fix that. they got to fix that. Yeah, they'll, they'll add one more that's just for that. Just for the north end, yeah. yeah. They, sh- they should do that, for sure. And we need covered parking. Remember <laughs> yeah, okay. Carly, Carly. You may want to report that to whoever manages your building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. All right, here we go. Segment Not four. Yeah, ain't in. Wow, phone's ringing off the hook, though. So. Okay. Segment four, here we go. Maybe, maybe it's people watching. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. Uh, we're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. You ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702 702- Two zero three one one six five. With me now in studio is uh, John Ingram from Prosperity Homes, and oh by the way, his NMLS number is five five two five nine six. Let's yeah. get that done. Put that so in there. Yeah. We don't want to get in trouble. And then of course we have Mark Stark here as well. Mark, I wanted to talk to you. You know, a lot of listeners. You know, we, we have a lot of consumers listen to the program, which we love. We also have a lot of realtors listen to the show. I get comments all and the time. And while we got them here, and since we, we got hit this, yeah, since Mark's here, I want to talk about that. You know, when markets change, when when and they do. If you if you don't like the way the market, what is it? My former Shelley used to say, if you don't like the market is right now, wait a minute. <laughs> right, right. right. So markets change, and then, and then a lot of realtors going like 
maybe they even panic a little bit because the market changed. Uh, but, you know, markets change all the time. Yeah, what, what, you know, and this is a great topic because, you know, what I see is that there's some misnomers in, a, in an agent's mindset. They see that changes of the market really dramatically affect them individually as an agent. And it's just not true. Look, you might have to tweak how you're doing work, which, guys, will happen consistently over time. Mm-hmm. You know, what worked amazingly last year, eh, it's a little, it's, it's, it's old hat now and you got to tweak and you got to change. So right. the reality of it is, is when a market adjusts based on an individual realtor's production level, they're not directly affected by the market. So example, 25 closings a year for an agent is puts them in the top quartile of all realtors anywhere. Right. Um, and I'd be to, I, I will push to say that's in the top 10% or better. Probably better. Okay, yeah. better, correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you think about 25 closings a year, mm-hmm. all right, just about 2.1 closings a month, I don't care what's going on in the market. Mm-hmm you can always hit that production. So when the market adjusts and you're focused on, oh my God, what am I going to do? Here's the problem. You're building a self-fulfilling prophecy. By you taking your focus off of what you need to do to succeed and focusing on the market, you're doing exactly what the market wants you to do. Take your eye off the ball. Certainly your competitors. Take your eye off the ball. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I want to share this with everybody, Mark. I'm not sure. Exactly. And and it's the biggest tragedy that I see happen in the marketplace. When you focus on your business and then focus on what you need to do to tweak in any environment, you win. Yeah. And to hit your goal. Now, you did a thousand closings last year as an individual agent. First of all, congratulations. Wow. You're one of zero. (laughs) And the reality of it is, okay, then you can be affected by the market yeah but based on most all realtors they're not affected yeah i mean when i look at the stats in multiple list i think the average realtor closes one and a half deals a year based on the number of realtors there are out there so crazy so and a lot of them do zero so that skews the number there's a lot of zeros out there um so and then there's also that there's also that used to be called the 80 20 rule and i think it's more like the 90 10 rule yeah because and what that says is that 10% of the realtors are doing 90% of the business out mm-hmm, there. Correct. And, that's, and I think that's accurate. I think that's, that's true. I know, and we can identify those realtors <laughs> who are doing a lot of business and those who aren't. And so, yeah. you know, as you listen, and look, and, and again, we're speaking to realtors out there right now as, as consumers are listening and understanding. This applies not just to real estate, though. This applies to, any, as John, you point out, this, point, this applies any to any business. business. Any yeah. business, yeah. right? You know, you, things have to adjust. I, you know, I can think back to, when we were all excited about sign calls, you know, sign calls was a big part of our business. Sign calls are hardly ever there anymore because right. the signs already have all the information there and they're pulling and, a, and the QR code internet, and so it's yeah, not a sign call anymore. It's something sure. completely different. Yeah. And if we don't adjust to that, yeah. you know, we're, we're losing track. Exactly. And, and we're losing track for, on behalf of our clients. We need to be better realtors to serve our clients. We need to continually keep up. Certain things are old school, and, and they're always going to work, and you want to do those, but you need to adapt and adjust to things as yeah. they change. So the, the premise being, if you're talking about what the market is doing to you, you're having the wrong conversation. Right. You're, you're, you should really be talking about what are you doing to react to what the market's giving. 
right? And yeah. how are you adjusting to it? That's the point you're making, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And this affects, hey, listen, your business is affected in that same Tremendously. Yeah, yeah, in that same vein because you say, okay, units have reduced and now you have to look at your business because the beautiful thing about any market change is it pushes out your competition. It does. It minimizes your competition, yeah. which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. In, in my business, there's a stat out there. Basically, if you go back to 2021, there was roughly 183,000 licensed loan officers wow. across the country. Wow. As of now, it's like 86,000 total. Less than half. Less than half. More than 100,000 wow. loan officers out of the business. Yeah. 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 Which, look, it, you know, it's it's uh, the thin, thinning of the herd. Thinning I mean, of the herd, right? If people don't do the job right, they're not going to last very long, number Boom one. times equals you don't fat keep and up. happy. <laughs> and, and like you said, don't let the market dictate to you. You've got to adjust to the market and make sure you can handle the market. And the market right. becomes an, an element of your business plan. And it, and it has to change. I mean, it always has to change. We can't do the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. We have to constantly adjust. Based on market conditions, based on technology, based on, you know, general sentiment. I mean, just, uh, just what's happening out there. So... Um, yeah, I, 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 I take your point. point, you know, with the idea that there are thousands of transactions. So if, if my goal or my need is to get 100 of those transactions, when thousands are occurring, it's not the market that's controlling me. It's me that's controlling me. Well, of course. Yeah. And, you know, Harvey, you brought up a really quick point there, and that is technology. You know, if you're an agent listening to this right now, you have got to get on the techno- technological bandwagon and really start incorporating because with AI and everything that's going on, the experience for your clients and your team members Mm -hmm. and yourself, that whole client experience is going to change. That whole real estate experience is going to change. And you want to be at that forefront. There's amazing technology that doesn't take over the transaction that works with you and really enhances the quality of the transaction for everyone involved. Indeed. Yeah. You know, we're, Mm -hmm. you know, our team is doing some implementation of those types, that that very technology. And the great thing for the client is it's giving an additional element of transparency to this, to the trend. Amen. Huge amount of transparency. All the documents are at their, at their, at, you know, at the press of a button. They can have all their documents. They mm-hmm. can see the schedule of events that are coming. They can see all of those things. So yep. it really is. It's remarkable. And, and and you don't want to give up. You know, the tried and true methods. They're still there, but you need to adjust and you need to be flexible enough. I've heard people. I don't want to do that. You know, that's you know, that's that technical. Well, if you don't do it, you're going to get left behind. I'm just yep. saying it's, it's it's important. If I'm offering this service to my clients and other people aren't. Uh, you know, there's value. There's value that I'm providing that they're not, then I think Potentially, that, that pushes yeah. them out. Yeah. That pushes yeah. them out. Yeah. You know, they, they miss the point where when people sit there and goes, you know, the market, you better stay with the market because the market's going to push you push you out of the business. That's not the worry. And that's not the facts. Here's what the facts is, is your competitors will continue to advance with in, what in the market event. offers, and then you'll be left behind. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. And, and so that's what they end up missing. They stop moving forward. Forward, and they hold only on to the old ways instead of taking all the good that the old ways and relationship building right. bring in right. and then enhance it with what the world has today. Yeah. I mean, I think we're obligated to do that. Honestly, if we're going to, if we're, if this is my profession, if this is my career, I'm obligated to make sure I'm keeping up with what's happening out there For sure. in the market and with uh, the developments in technology. So, uh, who you like in the, the big game? I mean, who do you think? Well, you got San Francisco and Kansas City. What, I mean, what do you guys think? It's, it's, I think it's only like a one or one and a half point spread. I'm going San Fran because they're West Coast. Okay. Because you're a West Coast guy. That's right. That's what it loyalty. is. Loyalty. Yeah. yeah. Loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going with the Raiders. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> you stick with that, Mark. You I, stick I, with that. What's your reason I'm, for saying the Raiders? Yeah. I'm, I always say the Raiders now. <laughs> oh, was that right? I, you, no matter the what the question is. Loyalty. <laughs> right. At the, I was at the Australian Open, and who was I rooting for? The Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. That's how I do things now. They didn't place too well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they'll get him next year. I'd they'll love to see Max year. Crosby play tennis. That would be a that would be <laughs> Could an event. You imagine that, that be, monster out there. Yeah, I mean, oh. he, he'd run right through the net and just tackle the other poor player. You know, Tell you what he's he is impressive. Okay. He is good at his job. Really good. I, really, I, he's I, fun to watch. Yeah, he's yeah. one of those guys that's fun to watch when you go to the game. That's, keep your eye on Max. Yeah, he's keep fun. your eye on Max. He's he's moving around. Yeah, there was a million dollar bet placed already. There's a hundred thousand dollars wager on the coin toss already. So I'm in the camp where putting a bet on the game actually makes it a little more fun. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are that way. You know, look, that's the NFL's come around too. They they finally agreed yeah, to that as right. well. Uh, hey, listen, guys, what a fun real estate hour! I got to thank Mark, our production director. Thank Carly once again for doing a great job, mm-hmm. and thank our outstanding expert contributors today. That being John Ingram and Mark Stark. Uh, you've been listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. I'm your host Harvey Blankfeld. Next week we'll have another wonderful hour. We're going to have Liam White, an insurance agent, and Rick Senemi here from Equity Title. Uh, if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the topics we cover, just call me up there or text me at seven zero two. 203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That channel's being that would be LV Real Estate Radio. Like and follow us on all the other social media, our handle being at LV Real Estate Radio. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. Remember, while we seek to educate, empower, and engage with you, we want you to learn, understand, and then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on 101.5 FM KDON. Good job. Voila. Nice show. Nice show. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for coming back. We did man. it. There's another one down. That's it. That was good. That was good. All right. Oh.